On this episode of the AZ The Radio Show podcast, it's going to be firmware, firmware, firmware. That's right, we're going to be talking about firmware, how to do it, why to do it, and more importantly, the correct regional firmware. That's for today's episode on the Yezu The Radio Show podcast. And welcome to this episode of the Yezu The Radio Show podcast. I'm your host, John Crook. Thank you very much for joining us, and it's great to be back we're getting more of these episodes out there once again now that we're back on a different provider, which we're using Podbean right now, as well as going ahead and getting them out to some more of a different avenues for people to be able to listen on there. So we do thank everybody for tuning back into it. We hope you do enjoy the podcast. If you ever do have any questions about the show or the episodes, please feel free to contact me at j.kruk at yezu.com. That's right, j.kruk at yezu.com. Or even better yet, if you have a topic that you think you know you want to have covered on the podcast or the Yezu the Radio Show, please let me know. And if your podcast or if your topic is selected for a podcast or a show, you may win a great little thank you gift for there. But before we jump into today's topic about firmware, let's talk about some of the radios that can use firmware updates or firmware upgrades. Meaning, hey, these radios can be updated for many different things, and that's going to be the FTM two hundred and the FTM three hundred. That's right. The FTM 200 and 300 are part of our Yezu System Fusion dual band mobile line of radios. Now, the FTM 200 is a single receiver, but a dual band radio, meaning it only has one receiver, so it only can function in one kind of type of operation. So you could basically use the VFO A or the VFO B side or memory A, memory B side, whatever. You can only use one side at a time on that radio. But the FTM 300. Kind of what we can go say our bigger brother or sister to the FTM 200 that has a dual band and dual receiver capability on there. Both radios are compatible with the Yezu PDN functionality. That's right. You can hook up with that SU58 kit to the computer for Windows 11 users um, on there and Windows 10, Windows 8. It's backwards compatible completely there. And use it for PDN operation. You could also use it as a donor radio for the HRI 200. Both radios are small, compact. They offer APRS functionality as well as remote head mounting capabilities. And both, yes, both can even utilize the camera microphone, which allows you to plug that directly into the head where the other microphone plugs directly into the radio, which you can do a split setup on the radio. That's right. Wouldn't it be kind of cool to have someone in the backseat of your car being able to use the one microphone to talk and communicate, and then if you need to talk on the radio up front, you can grab that one Do I do it in my personal vehicle, and it's great, and it's awesome. Once again, these are the FTM 200 and the FTM 300. For more questions about this, please visit our yezu.com website or make sure you stop into a dealer that's going to have a bunch of good Black Friday sales coming up pretty quickly. Alrighty, firmware, 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 firmware. It's not the devil. It's not evil. It's a thing. It's a way of life. And more importantly, it's a way to extend the life of your radio. So it, people always look at firmware as this evil, naughty, horrible, horrible thing. I have no idea why it is that way. I I don't know if it's because people just don't like to do the firmware. It's a computer thing, whatever. I've never been able to truly find that out as a person, as a uh, fellow amateur radio operator. But I am going to tell you this. It is not a bad thing, all righty? But more importantly, what we first have to do is break that mold of, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. No. <laughs> no. It, it, firmware does not, firmware should not be equated with fixing. And that's the mentality that a lot of people have. 
oh, firmware update because it's fixing something they screwed up on. Uh, no, not in any way, shape, or form. It's not fixing something we screwed up on. What it is is, is that um, it firmware can, yes, correct things that might need improvement or might have to have an improvement. Firmware can also present new options and features of the radio. I'll go ahead and give you an example. If you go back to when Fusion first started, if you had one of the original radios that had Yezu System Fusion, in, which was the FT-1D or the FTM-400D back then, guess what? If you were on a digital and you were talking, it did not have the overbeep, okay, or the end of transmission beep. It did not because that wasn't part of the Fusion protocol. So what happened? A firmware update fixed that. So there you go. It's, it's a situation where it's not always because something isn't working or something's bad or something's screw up. It can actually add features. And then it can also enhance or improve things. But it's always, it's always oh, it's, gonna, it's fixing something that's broken. No, it's, it's not always that situation, that scenario. But it's like this across the board. So one of the things I guess I can tell people is, is break your mold, break this mentality that firmware is bad, that if my radio is working fine, I don't need to do it. No, that got to stop that thinking. Because firmwares are written, firmwares, firmware is written for specific needs and purposes. Now, one thing also too with Yezu, and I've heard some people say this, people go and be like, oh, well, don't worry. If I don't do this update now, I will do the update later because they always come out with the updates at that enough time. No, we do not do calendar-based updates, okay? So not every, not, in every November, we don't come up with an update. And in every, every July, we come up with, no, we don't do that. What we do is we kind of can, people will sometimes refer to it as cumulative updates where there's enough of an update that needs to be done that they've kind of packaged it all together and then they go ahead and send it out, okay? That's a cumul cumulative, cumulative, sorry, I can't even talk today, update on there. And that's kind of what we do with the radios on there. Some radios have never had an update done or issued to them because there's things on the radio that <clears throat> didn't necessarily need to be enhanced, improved upon, or any feature sets upgraded. So don't think that every radio is going to have an update. Don't think that every radio is going to have an update at a specific time. And once again, more importantly, understand that firmware update or the process of the firmware update is not really that horrible. So here's a good case and point in the matter. When we went to from the DSQ to the DGID functionality, what happened is, is that, guess what? We issued that through a firmware update. That firmware update only dealt with DGID functionality. It did not in any way, shape, or form deal with any sort of other things or corrections or improvements or enhancements or anything like that or whatever. It was a very, very basic feature update firmware on there. And that's, once again, another case in point of doing the firmware updates. Now, the other thing, too, is, is that firmware also does correspond to software applications. So if you are, and I'll give you good examples, this is WiresX. WiresX is a, is a great case in point here. The current version at the time of this podcast for WiresX software, okay, that runs on your computer is version 1.54. All righty. Yes, at one time, WiresX software started out at version 1.00. When version 1.00 came out, a lot different than version 1.54 that's out there now. As time went on, that software allowed for operation with the FT3, the FT5, PDN functionality, the FTM200, the FTM300. You see what I'm saying? So a lot of the things, different things happened through those software updates. 
But in addition to that software, firmware updates needed to be done. Well, you would think, well, if it's a new radio, why would I have to update the firmware? Well, we'll get to that in one second about that. But yeah, the new radio, the new kit in the block, maybe you didn't have to update the firmware on the 200, let's say, for an example, to work on Wires X. You had to make sure you had the newer software. But in order to effectively communicate with the 200, they maybe had to update the firmware on some of the older radios to improve the DSP functionality, to improve whatever the case may be, to add feed. You see what I'm saying? So just because that whole idea of like, hey, I'm, I, there's nothing wrong with my radio. It's working fine. It's working fine. It's working fine. I don't need to update this, the firmware. That's, once again, the bad idea, not a good idea. Because what's going to happen is there's going to come a time, folks. I'm going to tell you this straight out. There's going to come a time where people are not going to update their firmware because they don't want to. And then situation pops up and they say, well, my radio is not working correctly. Or I can't talk to this person. And lots of times it's, it's a lot of that kind of thing where we get the calls in or people contact me. And I'll say, hey, I have this older radio. And man, it works with ABC, but it doesn't work with radios XYZ. Why doesn't this work and everything? One of the times when we hear that it works with one group of radios and not the other radios, we'll ask, well, what is your firmware? And they're like, oh, I haven't updated my firmware in ages. Okay, there's your problem. All right, in there. Now, the firmware is free, okay? It literally is put on our Yezu website, okay? We give you the USB cable or the cable that you need in the box with the radio. The only thing you're going to have vested into doing a firmware update on our radios is literally the time to sit down and and follow the instructions. Yes, we got to follow the instructions, folks, on the updating of the firmware. Now, each firmware upgrade comes in a nice little zip file. And in that zip file, you're going to unzip it. You're going to put it on your computer. You're going to unzip it. And it will have, guess what, a PDF with the instructions of step-by-step instructions on what you need to do and how you need to do the steps to update the firmware. It's going to have the firmware file that you need to use to put into the radio. And possibly it may also have the file for the DSP upgrade. Now, do all firmware updates require DSP update? No, they do not. Do all DSP updates require firmware update no they do not the more common is a firmware update and no dsp not really any sort of dsp and then uh, no firmware so this just understand there but it's all in that zipped file for you yes people get scared about doing firmware updates totally understand it okay i at one point one time was there also too but I will tell you, we we help you. We help you protect you from yourself, okay? is the best way I can kind of describe it because when you do our firmware updates, you're going to see the step in there entails you to unplug the radio from the power, okay? Unplug. Don't just flip off the power supply. Unplug the radio from the power source. If you've got a handheld, take off the battery. Then what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to flip the firmware switch, okay? It's a tiny little switch. On the mobiles, it's kind of, if you're looking at the front of the mobile, it's kind of in the upper left or corner closest to you, but on the left-hand corner, you can, usually the, we have the hole in the, <coughs> excuse me, the, 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 the I don't want to say the shielding of the, the radio, the, the body of the radio that you can just take like a little toothpick or something and flip that switch. On the um, handhelds, you have to take off the battery, take off the little plug, and then flip the switch. Then you connect it to the power. Then you go through the steps of downloading the firmware, update it, then you completely dis- 
disconnected from power all of again, mobiles and, and handhelds, everything. Then you flip the switch back to the normal position and then you plug the radio back in. That's it. That's the, that's the quick down and dirty version of it. It's not that hard to do. Yes. Do you have to possibly install drivers if you've never had a driver installed before? Yes, you do. Okay. The issue that some people don't like and stuff like that, which we as Yezu have no control over. We don't. Not a single ounce of control is how your computer responds to the COM ports. Okay. We have the drivers on there. You can do firmware updates with Windows 11. Okay. It's not a Windows 10 only or anything. No, you could do it with Windows 11 on there. But what you need to do in this case is you need to follow the instructions. All righty. You just need to follow the instructions on there. That is it about firmware. That's that's the easiest part about doing firmware. Now, there are some catch-22s about firmware, all righty? And the catch-22s about firmware kind of mold into this line of, well, guess what? Our website is a global website. So you need to make sure that you're downloading the proper firmware, all right? And this, is, this happens to a lot of people. When a firmware comes out, someone will go out there, they won't read what version of radio that they have, okay? So the version of your radio can be found on the box, on the sticker, by the serial number, and it will say, like, USA, or it will say, you, you, I believe it's EUR for European, um, JAP, I believe it is, or JPN for Japan. So those are the different radio versions or regional versions of the firmware. So you need to put the right firmware into the right radio. So you can't put European firmware into a USA radio. It's, it's not going to work. What's going to happen is you're going to go through the whole process, and when the radio is turned back on, it's going to say firm air on there. And then guess what happened? Shoot, I have the wrong version of firmware in that radio. Now, is it all lost? No, it's not. The reason we have you flip that switch and so, so that when you are updating the radio, if you lose power or connection, the radio comes unplugged, it's not going to damage the radio. But same thing in this case. You're not damaging the radio by having the wrong firmware in there. What you need to do is you need to go back online. You need to down, download the correct regional radio's firmware, and then you just load the firmware in there. That's it. That's all you have to do on there. And that's not, a, not, that's not difficult. That's not difficult to do whatsoever. And, and But people still get worried about that, and still people have kind of issues about it. And I'm here to tell you, folks, it's not something to be afraid of. It's going to go ahead and be simple and easy to do. Now, do you, as I said, do you have to buy any sort of specific things on there for the firmware update? No, you don't. Once again, we have every single thing that comes with the radio in there. As a matter of fact, a lot of people mistake the USB cable. It's just a straight USB cable. Okay, a lot of people mistake that for the programming cable, and it's not. That is the firmware update cable. So everything you need to have to do the firmware is in the box with the radio when it comes new. Hey, where can you purchase new radios? Hey, that's a great question. You can purchase any of our Yezu radios from any of our dealers. Now, Yezu the Radio Show podcast is obviously based out of the U.S., so all of our North America authorized Yezu dealers, and those dealers include Ham Radio Outlet, DX Engineering, Gigaparts, r Electronics, Associated Radio, Main Trading Company, KGI Electronics, Advanced Specialties, and up in Canada, Radio World and NTF Communications. Now, these are our authorized 
Yezu dealers. And why do I stress authorized? Well, that's that's good reason why. And the reason is, is because when you are buying from an authorized dealer, you know that they are purchasing those radios directly from us, Yezu. All righty. You know that they can go ahead and make sure that that three-year warranty that Yezu gives you to the new owner with proof of purchase is coming from a direct source. It's not a fly-by-night business or someone trying to do some offhand reselling and stuff like that, which they're not authorized dealers. Your warranty's in jeopardy. All that kind of stuff is in jeopardy there when you're not using an authorized Yezu dealer because some people say they are, but they're not. But those that I just named are authorized Yezu dealers. They are factory trained in a lot of our stuff, and they are there and able to help you. So make sure you visit one of them if you want to buy our Yezu product or any of our great Yezu accessories. Alrighty. Now, the last part about today's episode with firmware, firmware, firmware is two things. And it's twofold. And and I'm going to talk about the easier one first, which is when you get a brand new radio to update or not to update. Nine times out of 10, do not update. All righty. And I say nine times out of 10 because here's why. When radios are coming in to the dealer, they are coming with either the latest or a slightly changed version of the firmware. Now, Oh, John, what do you mean? What do you mean? And what I mean by that is, let's say you have a radio and on our website, it's version 3.0, but you get a radio with version 3.1. Hey, don't worry, don't panic. What that means is, is that the firmware in the radio is the greatest and latest, and it's something minor that is going to be coming out in another update for non-new radios. So the reason I say nine times out of 10 you don't have to do it is because if it's a brand new radio, dealers don't keep radios on in, in their shelves collecting dust, okay? They want to sell radios. We want them to sell radios, right? And in that case, all the radios that are on there have the new firmware update, all righty? Even if they've been sitting on their shelf for a while, they usually have the update done on them. Most of the dealers are pretty good about going ahead and do it. Now, there are times that it happens, there are times that it happens where things are kind of uh, passing as two ships in a night because radios with the new firmware are coming in and the new firmware hasn't been released yet. But here's the dangers about it because if you buy a new radio and it is a newer firmware and that firmware is not out yet or released out yet and you downgrade it, so you go home and say, oh, it's a new radio, I guess I got to put new firmware into it right away. No, check your firmware first. And if the firmware in your radio is the same or higher than what is out on the internet, you're good. And that's usually what it is. But if it's an older model radio, maybe someone purchased a refurbished radio from a dealer or an open box radio from a dealer or something like that on there or B stock radio, guess what? Maybe that's going to be questionable that you're purchasing it from a dealer and it might need to do the firmware update. But don't go back in firmware. Don't. Because you are going to put yourself into a world of hurt. And I'm going to tell you this, hands down. Because the newer firmware responds differently, has been written differently. Now you're going back to something that's older. That that new firmware is not going to be completely erased. There's probably things in that new firmware that the older firmware didn't have because that's why it's newer firmware. It's released. So you can be causing a lot of issues for your radios to the point where the radio may not function at all all and in that case you're going to have to send it back to us at yezu and we're going to have to see if we can repair it 
The other part of this is don't be stupid and download firmware from any other place except the yezu.com website. That's right, the yezu.com website. We have had people that have come in and brought their radios in that have downloaded it off a non-Yezu website and it's sketchy. Or, quote-unquote, they downloaded a firmware that they said would help improve this function and this function or do this and this and this and this, and guess what? It's someone's hack job firmware that they did in their house and it's damaged radios. Yeah, it's damaged radios. And I'm talking damage beyond the point of repair. Or I'm talking of damage to the point where, guess what? They've tried to modify the firmware. And I'm not going to go full details of it or what this is, but someone tried to modify firmware for a certain button or something that we were told, quote-unquote, by a friend, oh, yeah, this is the new Yezu firmware. No, it was some guy who wrote it in his basement or something like that on there that went out there, people loaded it into their radio, and it caused problems with their radio. We don't know what someone's going to do with hacked firmware. I mean, would you just go ahead and randomly, you know, put a computer program into your computer that someone said, oh, yeah, here's what it is. You can use this, and don't worry about this and this and this. No, we got to use that same thing for firmware. Don't download any firmware or any sort of things like that because guess what? If it breaks your radio, it may not be covered under warranty. And I'll tell you, we've had issues with software, not Yezu, not RT systems, but other software, as well as people doing some shady or, or offhanded firmware that sometimes the radios are busted and busted to the point where they cannot be repaired. And I would hate to see you as a customer to go ahead and be out of a four, five hundred dollar, six hundred dollar, thousand dollar rate, whatever the cost of the radio may be on there, because you unknowingly put in, or maybe you know it, but you thought, hey, this is okay to put some bad firmware into a radio. Now, the last thing I'm going to talk to you about, and this is kind of a key thing. Maybe I should have started the episode with this one. And this is going to be a trend that's starting to happen now. So first of all, yes, through the whole COVID pandemic thing and everything like that, we as Yezu were very proud to, A, not only be able to release a series of radios. So we released, technically during COVID, we released the FTD. Now, this isn't in order now. We released the FTDX10, the FT710, the FTM200, the FTM300, the FTM6000, and the FT5. Okay, that's six radios through a two-year period of dealing with COVID. I don't know of anybody else that was doing that at that point in time. But what that did was is that, guess what? As we were releasing new radios, people were buying new radios and stuff like that. And the demand and stuff was amazing. And we're so thankful that people are buying the radios. But it did create a little bit of a backorder situation. It did. Okay? We're not going to hide or deny that. But what happens is that people want radios so bad they started to scour the internet because they they would check. And I get emails too every once in a while like, hey, John, um, I checked with this dealer and this dealer and they said they don't have a time frame. When are you going to tell me when the new radios are coming in? Well, first of all, we don't release shipping dates or anything like that to anybody but the dealers. And those are based upon the dealer's orders. Okay, we do that. We do that for a couple reasons. One, to keep things fair, to keep them in a whole series of things, but basically to keep it fair. Okay. Plus also too is we don't know what the dealers have for back orders. What I mean by not amount of radios, but I we don't know if hey, Bill came in and bought a radio and and Angie came in and bought a radio and Tom came in and bought a radio. Well, Tom wants to know where his radio is at and this is an example. 
And let's say the dealer's only going to get two radios. And if Tom calls in and says, well, hey, when's the radio coming in? Well, we're shipping radios to there. And then there's not enough to cover the orders. Then that's not fair to Tom. It's not fair to anybody else. It's not fair to the dealer and stuff. So we only update the dealers directly. Now, why am I saying all this? Well, because, and, and once again, we stress why only buying from authorized Yezu dealers We've had people that have started to call in and they've started to complain about their radios not working correctly. And when it starts off, they'll say, hmm, the radio is not transmitting the full band privileges for the VHF version of North America. So we've had some people that said, man, my radio only goes 144 to 146. I can't get over and I can't transmit on my repeater, which is on 147.135. So we go ahead and we're like, okay, well that's weird. You know, um, are you sure you're programming correctly? We'll walk them through it. And lately, guess what we've been finding out? The reason it won't go over 146 is because guess what? It is not a U.S. version or North America version radio. It's a version from another country, another region of the world, where they don't have the 146 to 148 that we have, per se, in the United States on there. And then we do some digging, we do some researching, guess what we find out? We find out that they bought it online, and they did not even buy it from an authorized Yezu dealer. Because if you buy it from an authorized Yezu dealer, they are only going to sell the radios that are legal to be sold in the market that they are a dealer in. So in the U.S., we have 144 to 148 for our VHF, 430 to 450 for their UHF of what our radios are capable of doing. So what happened was these poor people, these poor customers are going ahead and saying, well, you know what, I, I bought it off eBay or I bought it off I bought it off um, Amazon or, or one person did, quote, unquote, buy it from a place selling Yezu radios in the Northeast area that was not an authorized dealer. And it turns out that they were buying, well, actually, I think it was not Northeast, I think it was on the East Coast down by Georgia, but they were buying radios and it turns out that they we're going ahead and buying Chinese or Japanese version of the radios. And then they were coming here and selling them in the market. And guess what? That doesn't work. So this is where you need to do your due diligence. If you want to buy a used radio, okay, if we say new, you should always buy new from a dealer, uh, an authorized dealer, because you're going to get that three-year warranty. But what happens is you need to be careful is because if it's a non if it's a firmware version for the non-US market, it's not going to work to the U.S. standards. And guess what, folks? A couple things. One, you can't just clip a diode to make it work. I've heard people say that. We'll clip the diode out and we'll open it up. No. Some countries, the radio design does not allow that in any way, shape, or form. Okay? Because there's things that are much, much different on there. All righty. Second thing is you can't just load another radios for you can't load another region's firmware into a radio so if you have a radio let's say from japan you can't just bring it over here load in the u.s firmware version and poof then it automatically becomes a u.s radio it does not work that way does not work whatsoever like that and the third and, and final part is 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 that we at yezu cannot modify your radio We've had people that have said, hey, I bought this radio, whatever the radio may be. We've had seen it all. We've seen it from handhelds. We've seen it to mobiles. We've seen it to HF rigs. Hey, I bought this radio, and it turns out that it looks like it's a Japanese or a UK for a firmware or European firmware on there. Can you guys just go ahead and make it in there? Actually, no, because when that radio is in the other regions of the world, those are being sold in that area. They are not technically FCC type accepted. 
So because they are not FCC type accepted, we can't work on them legally, okay? And I know a lot of people are saying, oh, amateur radios, we can build our own. Yeah, that's great for you as a customer. But for us as a dealer, we are not allowed to do that. That radio is not type accepted. We cannot work on it legally. So we can't be changing firmwares on there. We're, We're not allowed to do that in any way, shape, or form. So I, I always do that extreme caution on there um, because of that. Now, here's the other thing about it. Since we can't change or work on the radios, wherever you bought that radio from, you need to send it back to the repair center in that country or area. So as an example, you have a Japanese firmware version of a radio in the U.S., I've heard some people say, that's fine. I'll go ahead and deal with it. That's fine. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, that's great. But then that radio breaks. And if you call up the Cypress, our office, and saying, hey, this radio is broken. And then we see, oh, it's a Japanese radio for the firmware and the regional code. Guess what? We're not going to work on it. You have to send it all the way back to Japan. Same thing if you had a European version radio. You'd have to send it over to Yezu UK. It's like that. There's rules. There's and there's purposes and there's reasons, okay? Besides different firmware, or excuse me, besides the different firmware and, and stuff like that on radio, there's different transmitting um, portions of the band and everything like that on there. So if you're going to buy a radio used especially, and you're going to be using an online commerce thing, you really need to make sure that you have the right region's radio because otherwise you're stuck with it. And I'll tell you what, the sad story is, I've heard a lot of people that have been doing this lately and then they call to us, and then we tell them, sorry, we can't help you. And then it's even worse, is then all of a sudden they're stuck with the radio because the seller won't take it back. So that's for today's episode of the Yezu the Radio Show podcast, firmware, firmware, firmware. We thank you very much for everybody for listening. Remember to go ahead and subscribe to our Podbean feed or go ahead and check into your favorite streaming service to make sure that, hey, the Yezu the Radio Show podcasts are on there. Once again, if you have any questions, ideas for the show, or anything like that, please feel free to email me at j.kruk at yezu.com. And if your question or your topic is selected, you're probably going to win a great prize for it. So until then, everybody, take care.